Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to season three of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we're down in the bunkers recording our season three kickoff episode. Yeah, we took a nice long break from doing all of this, and I think we both really enjoyed not doing this for a while. Um, we were, you know, 2021 was a really heavy year for us in barbecue, both literally in terms of how much food we ate and how much weight we gained and just how I, much we I, did. I started the year, I think, either 30 or 40 pounds down after all the, the COVID stuff and staying at home, and I ended the year... Like 10 pounds down from that. I think I gained 30 pounds this year, <laughs> if, if the number's right. It's like, dang it. Um, so I know where my problem is when I eat. Yes, yeah. it's uh, it's all your fault, barbecue. Yes, yes. But, well, yeah. and the delicious fatty barbecue. Yeah, I mean, we had so much good food last year. I mean, if if you guys were not along for the ride in season two, just to you know give you a quick recap of what we did, and you should definitely go back and listen to season two episodes. Um, but we did our, our big Texas barbecue hunt last year where we ate at, over a hundred places and spent ungodly amounts of money. And, uh, we put out our own barbecue list. Yeah, absolutely. Hit, hit all of the places, at least, at least between the two of us, we hit all of the places that wound up on the Texas monthly top 50 while we were doing our research for yep. our list. Um, over a hundred barbecue joints, over $8,000 of just the food, not the gas. And we always say that, not the gas, not the hotel, not the, not the car. Um, but, um, you know, all of that money goes into the pockets of the barbecue joint owners and the business, um, a, and almost 200 meals. Yeah. Yeah. Over a hundred joints and almost 200 total meals eaten last year between the two of us, most of them together, a few, you know, separate ones that I went on and Brian went on, you know, by ourselves or with our families. But yeah, we ate a lot of barbecue last year, a lot of amazing barbecue last year. Um, and it was just a heck of a good time. The list was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. Uh, we're, we're glad we did it. We're not doing it again anytime in the near future, but we're glad we did it. Um, d- definitely check out the BBQ podcast.com. That's our website where one more time, www.thebbqpodcast.com. That's where you can go and find out, you know, all of our, our rankings that we did on our top 20 list. You can find out, you know, it has an interactive map of different places you can go all the hundred places that we considered for our research and, a lot of fun stuff on there. So yeah, definitely go and check that out. But that was that was the crux of season two. And of course, we did a lot of great episodes in season two as well, interviewing some of our favorite people. Um, so please, if you haven't checked out season two, we highly recommend it because we think we did some of our best work last year. Yeah, it was it was a it was a lot of work too. But it's you know, we're we're trying to make sure that we're enjoying this. Um, we continue to got a little little much over the last couple of years to be honest um you know the the barbecue world is expanding which is great and there's a lot of great barbecue joints there's there's plenty that we haven't been to that we've got very good authority that they are really good but you know our, our it's not just our budgets even our free time is limited you know we both work 40 plus hour weeks um, and you know, we do have <laughs> families and wives that, um, you know, we, we can't spend a hundred percent of our time into this, but, um, it's still, it's still, we try to make it fun. We had a, a ton of fun last year as, as we look into the next season, you know, we're, we're obviously not going to go to, um, as many barbecue meals, but hopefully Lord we're no. going <laughs> to, yeah, uh, but, but hopefully we're going to keep focusing and, and fine tune really the quality and, and really put on both the history, but also on the the places that are standing out. 
Yeah, we, we definitely want our plan for season three is, I mean, we're not going to do, we're not doing weekly episodes anymore. We haven't for a while. Um, we're going to have a good number of episodes, you know, but we are focusing on making as much good content for you as opposed to just putting out an episode to put out an episode. So we are, we've come up with a plan. We've been, you know, going back and forth on this for a while now of like who we'd really like to get on the show in season three and what things we really want to focus on. So we've got a pretty good plan in place and we've got some fun things already lined up and, you know, we're, we're going to keep lining up some more things as the year goes along. Um, but yeah, we're definitely focusing on quality over quantity in season three. We want to bring you guys some really fun episodes, some interesting, informative things, uh, without just saying like, here's another episode just to give you another episode. So just, you know, be on the lookout for that. We've got a lot of good stuff planned, but, uh, but don't expect us to put out 40 episodes in a year because that's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and, and if you're a barbecue joint owner and you're wondering why we haven't been there or you're complaining, I mean, I mean, feel free to reach out to us, but you know, I don't want anybody to take it personally offensive, but you know, we, we, again, this is a hobby <laughs> and it's an expensive hobby. And so, uh, it's a time consuming, time consuming hobby. hobby. <laughs> so, uh, just because we haven't been there or if we've only been there once and you want us to come back, you know, we'll do our best, but we just, you know, and unless money just rains from the sky, <laughs> uh, which isn't going to happen, my yeah, crypto, yeah, unless our crypto NFTs mining, really pay off. Yeah, then. yeah, my crypto mining isn't going. Yeah, you know, it's going, but it's not going to allow us to retire or anything like this. So, um, with that said, uh, let's let's talk about you know some of our favorite episodes. Now we've eliminated some of our favorite episodes that we talk about all the time. So right. this is good for our back catalog if you've just joined us or if you joined us in the last year or so. You know, we're going to talk about some of our episodes, both that may have been recorded in the last year, but earlier than that, that just we were thinking about before we just right. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for off and on for about four and a half years now, and 165 ish episodes. So there's been a lot of really good stuff that's come up, and you know, again, as Brian said, we we we've highlighted a lot of the same ones in the past. So we just want to kind of highlight a few that we we were really proud of and we really enjoyed, you know, putting together, and hopefully uh, you guys get some out of it too. Uh, we kind of, and I guess this is kind of the way we do things now. We, we kind of came up with like a, a top five list individually without really discussing with each other. And we ended up with one of the same. So let's start with that one. Um, one we did last year, um, prob- published towards the end of the year last year. And that was the massive undertaking of the Fort Worth roundtable that we did. Yeah, I mean, this is episode 161. And, and first and foremost, thanks to everybody that came out. Um, you know, it, it absolutely, of course, this is about those pitmasters and those restaurants, Goldie's for hosting it. Yes. Um, Benny Keith for helping sponsor some of the yes. goodies. Yeah. Chelsea from Benny Keith yeah. uh, provided all the refreshments for that evening. And we just had, we were able to get, you know, some amazing restaurant owners, pitmasters from the Fort Worth and mid cities area all together in one place in one night. And it was, I mean, hopefully it was a really cool experience for them. It was definitely an amazing experience for us. Uh, being able to get everyone in one place because everyone has really busy lives and, you know, running a restaurant as anyone who's done it for any length of time will tell you is an, it's an all consuming undertaking. Right. Um, so the fact that they all took time out of their schedules to, to meet up and, and kind of go over there, you know, you know, what they've learned. And it was a really fun episode. We had a great time. Right. Uh, we have an even better time when we turn the microphones <laughs> off that night, <laughs> which is you always know. true. Yeah. You know, it's just, everyone was able to, you know, relax and unwind, have a couple of drinks and, uh, you know, just, Huge shout out to everybody involved in that episode. It was just so great. You know, we had Heim Barbecue, Danes, Bricks, 
Smokeaholics, Hurtados, Zavala's, Goldies, as you said, Hosted. I mean, it was just, it was such an awesome, awesome episode. And we just had so much fun it, putting it, was, it together. It was in Bricks. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I thought yeah. I said Bricks. Maybe I forgot. But Maybe. either way, yes, yeah. obviously yeah. Bricks too. And and it was great because we had that, we had we had some of the newest restaurants. And we had Heim, which is which is one of the older, at least you know, new wave restaurants in, in DFW area. So it was great to listen to them actually give advice to each other and just kind of be a fly on the window at some points. Yeah, no, it was it was really cool. We ended up buying a whole lot of a podcast equipment just to make that episode happen. <laughs> and and we'd love to do this again, um, and we'd love to do it in some other cities. So once again, you know, we'll reach out to some of you folks, but you know, we'll pick a day when you you know hopefully is the slowest day. We'll invite some folks out and we'll sit down. We'd love to do this in back in dfw at some point too but in some of the other cities as well yeah no it was a ton of fun and like i said it, it's definitely not easy getting all of these people together in one place oh panther city we can't forget we have Panther oh, yeah. city there too uh, you know top 10 barbecue on the on the texas monthly list i mean fort we've we've said it for a long time fort worth barbecue has just absolutely blown up the last couple of years and i think that was reflected both on our list and on texas monthly's list um, but yeah, that was that was a really really great episode. We were so proud of that one, and and thank you to everybody that was a was a participant in that. Next up um, on my you know five that I wanted to highlight, uh, Shane Styles and Lance Kirkpatrick joined us back in episode one thirty one. Um, Styles Switch and the Switch, um, both owned by by Shane and Lance is a partner in the Switch as well. Um, it was. We have so much respect for what that whole crew has done over yeah. their careers and what, what Shane... And I mean, Shane has just built a dynasty. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, we are just... It, it's one of those places that we, we love going to, and we have so much respect for what they've built and how they've built it over the years. So much pit talent has come through there and is still there in a lot of cases and, over and the And everybody years. we talk to that either works there or has worked there has, has great respect for, for the team, too. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you, you don't have a lot of sour people leaving or complaining, right. which is incredibly hard to do in this business. It is. Yeah. And, and listening to Shane in that episode kind of talk about the early days and you know how they were working these 20-hour days, and it was just a small, tiny crew and what it's grown to. And now they've got two style switch locations and the switch out in Dripping Springs area. It's just, uh, it's amazing what they've built, and, and it's one of our play- favorite places to go. Again, we took some time off the road. The one road trip we, we did um, towards the end of 2021 was, uh, we did a little jaunt through Austin, and we had to stop at Style Switch for their 12 days of smoked meat that they do every year, and we got this massive tomahawk ribeye um, that, when we saw it placed on the tray, we're like, there's no way we're finishing that, and then... About, and we finished it. And like, we finished it. Yeah, we're like, okay, we'll take some home, and it was like, well, there's not a whole lot left, and it, it was great because as big as it was, it it still wasn't as, like, heavy as brisket. Yeah. Um, so it was it was just, it was a great bite, but, and, and, you know, we missed, obviously, 11 other days of, of specials that they do. Right. You know, but, um, but yeah, it's it's a great thing. Um, on mine, uh, it's it's our top five specifically but that's the culmination of the whole year's work i mean andrew started bouncing this around I mean, probably january um if not before it, it of might, yeah it might, i think it might have even been towards the end of 2020 yeah. when we were talking about this and we started talking about putting together you know our, our own list and doing this and how are we going to do it and where are we going to go and then you know building the itineraries um which were you know insane you know we went from all across Texas, top, bottom, left, right. I mean, you know, we, we hit, and then we had to list out, you know, how many were we going to do and, and knowing, and then setting up our rules and all of those things, revisits. And even, even, 
the the people that were ordering by proxy for us so that you know we were trying to do it um, anonymously where we could everywhere we could um, just yeah. it was just a great time yeah I mean really we, proud of that list we'd done a lot of crazy stupid things through in barbecue over the years and that was probably the biggest undertaking we've ever done just the the planning that had to go into it the execution that went into it all the people that helped us out along the way so yeah finishing the list was was a really big deal for us and you know again it was something we wanted to do we felt a responsibility to do it and uh and we we finished it and obviously if you guys haven't listened go ahead and go listen to that one that is episode 165 and of course the the whole top 20 or the previous episodes to that so next up for me um one I wanted to highlight, we've had some really good pit builders on the show over the years. Um, we're, we've had a really good time. Austin Smokeworks has been on the show. Sonny Moberg has been on the show. Brad Robinson, Chud's Barbecue has been on. Um, great episodes, all of those. Uh, one I wanted to highlight is uh, Ryan Newland from uh, Backline Smokers, episode 122. Uh, Ryan's got a really interesting story of how he got into the pit building business. Um, it's, he's got fun stories. Some he can I, tell I, on the air, some he can't. Say, I will never forget the discussion <laughs> about Lady Gaga. Um. <laughs> yes. Some, some of the great stories that, that Ryan may or may not share with you, but, uh, but he shared some really good ones on, on the show and just his, his history is really fun and he builds some really unique, cool things. Uh, so we, we had a great time recording with Ryan. Um, so that's definitely one you should go check out and, and, of course, if you're looking for a pit, he is one of the many wonderful options for pit builders. Um, and especially if you're looking for something custom and, and really unique, there's no one better at that than Ryan right now. Yeah, it's, a, it's that background in, and listen to the episode. We won't spoil it all if you haven't, but it, it's the background that he comes from where he's able to do some really wild customization Yeah. Um, for that. Um, for me, it, it's kind of an easy one for me as far as, as my personal favorites. It's episode 121, and that's Sausage 101. So we had, we had batted this around. We'd been making sausage for a little while. We'd sell, sold our own sausage in our pop-ups. Um, but we didn't feel we were ready to do the episode for a while until we really had a, a comfort around making it. And um, so we finally put it together, and it's one of our most downloaded episodes. Yeah, yeah, Sausage 101, episode 121. It was, uh, again, we, we, try to, we try to be responsible about everything we do, um, and we try to, to bring an informed background to everything that we do. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of nerve wracking deciding when to do this and, and are, you know, are we ready to do this? Are we qualified is to the, do this? Yeah, like, is what we're talking about correct? Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, yeah, we, we think there's some really good tips in there and that's not to say we are the best sausage makers in Texas. There are people making phenomenal sausage and they probably do it a little differently from what we might've told you to do or given you tips on. But this is what we've found that, that has produced a really quality product and, and, you know, hats off to Brian because Brian has been a just dove headfirst into sausage making from early on in our pop-up not days. knowing what i'm doing has never stopped me from doing something that is very true <laughs> i think that's going to be on your tombstone <laughs> well the tombstone will be 80 percent done too. It'll just kind of trail off well you know? brian will probably get a tombstone hobby and his own tombstone he I, will have made okay i have to oh, say God. this i kid you not i i swear to god it, you know i get these weird advertisements on my phone okay I got an advertisement on my phone on how to build your own coffin. <laughs> There's a book on how to build your own coffin. Good Lord. And, and I'm a big fan of the book, Moby Dick, and, and, and I think it's Queequeg who built his own coffin during the, the, the book. And anyway, but yeah, so it's like, 
oh my God, should I do this or not? And there's an old uh, Married with Children episode, I think, where uh, Al Bundy builds it. Um, anyway, uh, but that's that's episode 121. If you want to get into sausage making, if you want to get the basics, we, we even put a basic you know core recipe that you can build from there. Yep. Some tips, uh, world casing for casings if you're in the business for sure. Um, and they're available at some retail outlets as well. Yep. And one book that we'll recommend because it was recommended by John Lewis, Charcuterie yes. by Michael Ruhlman, um, is, is a book that John Lewis recommended on multiple our show. Multiple people have recommended it. And, and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And subsequently, we've heard multiple people say that was a book that really helped them out. wasn't a book we actually used when, when we were learning, but, uh, but definitely check that out um, and check out episode 121. Uh, next up on my list, um, episode we did quite a while back now. I mean, time just kind of flies. Um, but we've done, we, we tried to do some neat little compilation things here and there. And one thing that we did, you know, over the course of about a year is we had different pit masters give us some sound bites on just some of their pet peeves around barbecue. And once we had, you know, a good amount of those put together, we decided to go and release the episode. So, uh, pit master pet peeves episode number 96 is, is just a fun, you know, kind of lighthearted, goofy episode. We've been recording some of those and we need to get a few more. We need to do another, yeah. another round because things have changed. Uh, yeah. I mean, that yeah. was, that was, couple of years ago now you know so there's been a lot of change this was all pre-covid so i'm sure in the the era of covid and, and all that's come along with that for the restaurant industry there's probably a whole new set of things people would like to uh, get off their chest but yes pitmaster pet peeves was a really fun one episode 96 um for me um you know we, you talked about ryan and kind of what he brought to the business you talked about shane for me really todd david and cadillac um episode 110 i mean you know the Todd and Misty and Andrew over there, the crew. It, what they're doing is really special, and we were really nervous going into this one because, you know, we we hadn't we really hadn't heard much about Todd. But what was what was interesting was after the episode and the more people we've talked to, he's a huge influence in DFW barbecue. He really is, and his passion for this whole craft comes through really well in the episode. We kind of you know as as we learned what does and doesn't work for us in the show. We've gotten away from doing, you know, multiple episodes on one person. You know, we've kind of tried to condense our episodes and things like that. Todd may have been one of the last, if not the last, that we did that was a two-episode arc because he just has such a great story and he has so much to say that we didn't want to... We felt you guys needed to hear that. Um, and, and, well, maybe selfishly, we wanted to hear it yeah. too. Um, but, yeah, we, we came away from that recording that episode with just this really high respect for Todd and, and really learning who he is as as a person, as a pit master, as a cook, as a restaurant owner, and just his... His motivation, yes. which, which we really weren't sure of. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, just, they're, they're, they're the, sh other than like uh, Snow's, they're probably one of the shortest hour restaurants in the business for yeah. barbecue. Yeah. What, what they've built up yeah. there in Dallas is just amazing. We have so much respect for Cadillac and what they do and how they do it and just their commitment to quality and wanting to improve what's already a great operation. Um, it's... It's a it's a really good episode. Both I think, like I said, it's two parter. You should definitely listen to it if you have not already, or even if you have, and it's been a few years. If you're opening a business, Todd's really a person who could uh, whose words could help you. I think. And if you're interested in in backyard cooks or the business, there's Pitmasters and Punch on the Saturdays. Yeah, they're open um, the first Saturday of every month, and they they have brought. I think they stopped it for a while with COVID, but it's yeah. back now. The uh, Pitmasters and Punch, I believe it starts at nine a.m. But don't quote us on that. Go to go yeah. go to Cadillac Social Media, go to their website, and I think all that information's there. Yeah, you get to go back into their pit room. You get to he'll talk, and then you also get to ask questions, and and he's he's open and honest. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Todd David, one of our favorites. Um, my final one. Um, this is. 
again, we, we've gotten to do a lot of really cool things. I was wondering how we were going to be able to put an episode without <laughs> not talking about the other episodes that we always talk about. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and one of my favorite things that we've done, you know, over all these years is, is the just massive, awesome whole hog road trip that we did in 2018, uh, where we went on the road with our buddies, met up with some more buddies, you know, it was, uh, Brian and I, uh, Jimmy Ho and Terry Osborne, uh, in the car for ungodly hours driving across the, the, the United first day States. Was, yeah, the first day was over 24 hours of driving with like one meal stop yeah, it, in between. It was, yeah. uh, it was a pretty, pretty hectic schedule that we kept. And then we met up with, uh, with Chris Wood and Eric, Eric Eulery and, um, and Andrew, uh, Chris's buddy, Andrew met us up in, uh, North Carolina and then took, you know, came with us to South Carolina, just an amazing trip. And we hit a ton of whole hog joints and a ton of old school places. You know, we, we got some amazing interviews on that trip. First time I had hash. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah, I think it was all of our first time with hash, you know, hash and rice, the South Carolina tradition, but yeah, we had some great episodes with, uh, with, with Zach, uh, Zach Parker from B Scott's, uh, Sam Jones. We, you know, we just, Got some amazing episodes on that trip, and we had so much fun, and it really opened our eyes. I mean, we we had had Whole Hog here in in Houston area, most most notably from Patrick Fegis, um, and then a couple other places here and there. But that that really opened our eyes to the traditions of Whole Hog and how it varies from region to region, state to state, um, from West Tennessee to Eastern North Carolina, South Carolina. The you know the the changes in sauces from vinegar sauce and, to and mustard sauce. And doing that trip, you get to like it's one thing to go once and then another and then another over a period of time, but to be able to go back to back and cross you know cross the state and and get that change in sauce that same day. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So so yeah, we did it at the towards the end of that episode or towards, towards the end of that trip, we did an episode um, recapping majority of what we had already eaten, uh, and I think everybody from that trip is on that episode. That is episode number seventy two, hog tripping recap. Um, again, just a, a really great time. You know, it's it's a it's a trip we talk about again to this day. It was three and a half years ago that we took it, and uh, you know, and it's it's just made us want to go back and learn more and eat more and experience more. You know, there's still a couple of hog places we haven't been able to get to that we're hopefully still going to be able to get to. But, uh, but that was one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, we've seen the, the whole hog in Texas continue to grow. Lots of places are doing it and they're doing a great job of it. Really, really comparable, but there's nothing like going and yeah, you can't, those buildings you can't replicate yeah. the history and things like that. Yeah, I had hog twice this week, actually. I've been, I, I had not eaten barbecue all year, and then in the last, like, two days, I've had hog twice. I had hog at Truth, and I had hog at Fiji's yesterday. Um, but, but yeah, it's it, it's really given us a whole new appreciation and respect. And, you know, like we know, we get it. We're in Texas. We're Texans. Everyone wants to, you know, talk about how Texas barbecue is the only barbecue you should eat, this, that, and the other. We don't subscribe to it. You know, we love Texas barbecue, clearly, you know, as, as much time and money and effort as we spent on Texas barbecue, but we have a real appreciation and respect for other regions style of barbecue. And, uh, that was one of the big, you know, except maybe try to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll challenge somebody to, to make us a tri-tip that's memorable. Um, <laughs> but, but no, just kidding. Uh, but no, honestly, all regions, all worlds, all countries, I mean, it's, it's, 
traveling back when I was traveling more around the world for work and getting to have smoked meats in other countries was just fascinating, you know, and, um, what is that movie barbecue? I think that's on, oh, was yeah. on Netflix barbecue, which was a great, a great vision of that same thing where you get Absolutely. to see smoked meat all over the world. Um, my last one is episode number 75, which is, um, Wyatt McSpadden. Now we've had photographers on our, on our show before, um, but Wyatt's history, his knowledge, um, and just, it was another one of those episodes where we just had a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I, I think that's honestly one of our more underrated episodes, um, just in terms of like, I mean, people, people are nice enough to reach out to us about different episodes and say, Oh, I love this one. I love that one. But yeah, as you said, I loved recording that episode. I remember we, we recorded it in a bookstore as Wyatt was on a book <laughs> yes. tour. Um, it was just a really fun episode. Wyatt has got, has gotten to see so much barbecue history and the evolution of Texas barbecue. You know, and, and, and again, his most recent book, Small Town to Downtown, is a, a reference to that of how he's watched barbecue come from this you know, small little hole-in-the-wall meat market style and grown into these big city huge joints and things like that. And, and Wyatt's stories are great. Uh, he tells a really fun story that I won't spoil for you guys about uh, Louis Miller during the days where Bobby was, you know, was still at the counter and Fred Fontaine. And, and uh, it, I'll just say it involves Rip Torn. Yes, yes. And Bobby Miller. And, and I don't know what more I need to say. If you don't know who Rip Torn is, then I don't know what to tell you. But yeah. but yes. Yeah, uh, don't don't go by his most recent stuff. And you, you have to know the whole long, weird history of it. But, um, and, and, and one of our favorite characters as well, Irvin Kalagny. Yes. Um, was also mentioned in that episode. And, and it kind of validated that we, I don't know, that, that we were getting the true Irvin experience because yeah. we were worried. Um, but that's a good one. Episode 75. Um, I, I do want to make, uh, you know, there's an episode that's not listed here. Um, we lost one of our good friends in barbecue this year. Yeah, um, good friend. December. And just an absolute titan in this industry, legend. And there's nothing more to say than John Miller was such a huge part of what Texas barbecue was and is and is still evolving from. If John hadn't have left Louis Miller and struck out on his own, and started to bring kind of some of those secrets out. You know, everybody should know Aaron Franklin worked for John Miller. He didn't cook at the time, but, you know, he, he saw what was going on, you know. And and Aaron bought one of John's smokers. Um, you know, that that was a huge pivotal moment in Texas barbecue, was John striking out on his own, uh, doing his own thing. And, and you know, he's left a trail of uh, of people that don't understand John, um, you know, people that do understand John and, um, it, it, he was a really good friend of mine. He was a good friend of Andrew's. Um, we put on, uh, we helped him put on the Tonto Fest, which was pretty epic in, in many things, good and bad. Um, <laughs> but, um, it, and we were actually planning on doing another one. Um, and you know, we lost him pretty suddenly in December of 2021. And, um, it, he was, he was just, he was, I, I you know, I'm getting choked up, but, um, John, John meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, and, and honestly, in terms of this goofy little show that we've done all over all these years, we had a list of people when we started doing this, like, wouldn't it be amazing if this person would actually come and talk to us on a microphone? And John Miller, the last several years, did not do a whole lot of media and interviews and things like that. And honestly, he did that for us because of his friendship with Brian. Um, episode 41, our episode with John Miller. 
Uh, we went into a, a lot of his history, just of, of you know him as a person and his travels through barbecue. And it was just it, when it was us sitting outside, you know, drinking Bud Light and talking shit. And and that was that was John. That was John. And and sometimes hitting on my sister. That <laughs> 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 uh, was pretty awkward. Um, but but uh, but yeah, but John John was um, John was John. I mean, there's no no other way to explain who he was. Um, and and he would open up. I you know he, he he gave me his stew recipe. He gave me his cheesy squash, which I've yet to make because I I just can't right now. But um, but you know I I know a lot of his other friends and and how they feel and you know not everybody had the best experiences with john but he was he was john yeah yeah barbecue lost a lot with losing john so um rest in peace to john miller you know the miller family is you know everyone should know their imprint on on barbecue history on texas history um but it was a, a huge loss and uh our thoughts are with his family so as we um, as we look into kind of what's up for this year, right? Um, I think you already kind of mentioned and hinted at it. You know, we're going to try to hit some of our white whales that we've been trying to get to for a long time. Some of the historical folks. Um, plus, you know, there's always some new new restaurants and some new people that we want to talk to as well. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a, a huge reverence for history and barbecue. Um, it's been one of the things that's driven us from even before we ever recorded an episode of this podcast. Um, and so we, we, we want to continue to explore that, you know, we've had some really great people on the show that had a lot of history. Um, we were fortunate to have them on, um, and we, and we like to do more of that, you know, and, and, and someone had asked us about this actually a couple of weeks ago about, you know, we'd love to see you have more historical people on. And so would we, yeah, um, yeah. not sometimes those people just don't want to sit there and talk in well, front of a microphone. What's also yeah. comical <laughs> is that a lot of these historical people don't have social media. Right. And so, I mean, right. a couple that we're looking for and, and we've been reaching out to, they don't have any kind of social media presence. And, you know, that's fine, right. but, but it's... Right. It, yeah, people need to remember yeah. there was this whole era of barbecue <laughs> where no one ever got into it thinking they would be on a TV show right. or on an Instagram or on a podcast. So they don't give a crap about that. Um, so so some of them are a little more reluctant to come on than others. Um, but we do hope there are a couple of people that we will be reaching out to and have reached out to that uh, hopefully we can bring more of their stories because we think those are really important stories and they're fun stories and we're nerds for that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. And, and that, that history. Yeah. Um, then, then the other thing that we've been doing a little bit of and just getting into, you know, we've really gotten into bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we drink a bit of whiskey here and there. Um, and you know, bourbon has gotten just ridiculously popular and, the secondary market is the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, when 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 you fifty dollar yeah fifty dollar bottles of bourbon sell for eight hundred and fifty dollars, um, <laughs> it's it. just it's it's insane, and it's not worth eight hundred and fifty. But we'd like to talk about that because we've been very lucky, um, you know, scoring some really good bottles. Now, yep. you know, you know, Pappy has evaded us from a bottle, but we've had we've definitely had multiple multiple sips of different Pappies over time, but. Um, let's just real quick, let's kind of talk about some of the big scores. Um, yeah. you know, you had, you had full proof this year. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, gotten a couple of well of full proofs this year. Um, 
we each individually in separate store raffles won Old Forester birthday bourbon this year. Yeah, that was one we we kept trying to get, and we almost went to um, Kentucky to try to get it. Yeah, we yeah, Andrew we, had a pretty good plan. Yeah, we had, we had yeah. actually talked about driving all the way up to Kentucky on re- distillery release day and doing Shh, it. Don't tell everybody else about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's everyone knows <laughs> about know, it anyway. Know. But, you know, that would be a great thing to do as like a. a you know, a get together is a bunch of us to get together on, on that day. Cause yeah. there's a lot of time to sit and talk. It's, it's, it's the Franklin line times five. Right. Yeah. It's, it's insanity, but, uh, but we didn't end up doing that. And somehow we still ended up both winning birthday bourbon. So had some luck this year. Brian had some really good luck, um, in some cities outside of Houston that we will not name cause we don't want you guys finding out. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brian had some really good luck and, and scored a well or single barrel this year. Um, well, and you did as well. Uh, no, I, I was like, a year before that, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah we've each yeah. scored one of those, and so yeah, we've we've had some some really good luck with bourbon, um, and you know we've had CYPB. some CYPB, yeah, yeah, which which is another one of our ones we've been looking for. Now, what we've also struck out are all of the B tax, you know, that's the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Yeah, I mean yeah. that stuff, unless you're willing to pay those insane amounts of money that the secondary is charging. Yeah, what's what's W.L. Weller over a thousand? Oh gosh, like, I think it's around nineteen hundred. Nineteen, and by the time we publish this, it'll probably be more than that. Right, and that's what one hundred and twenty. Yeah, I mean all the all, all the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection is all somewhere between the one one thirty range retail, yeah. but you can never find it retail. But yeah. We will talk a bit about whiskey and through we'll the show. And we'll talk about alternative, you know, that that's easier to get, that's in the same, you know, we'll we'll get a little bit more geeky on mash bills and warehouses, um, you know, and, and explain some of that detail of the whys and the hows and how it ages and what aging is important and the barrels and all of that. We're going to get into that because that's that's what I want to do too is learn more about that. Yeah, Brian. I was able to go to yeah, I was yeah, able to go. go to to do a distillery tour. And um, it was it was amazing, and we're going to try to do that again this year. Is do a distillery tour, um, you know, in a perfect world, maybe we'll get some distillers on and talk to them. Yeah, no, that would be that would be fantastic. Again, we are not becoming a whiskey podcast or a bourbon podcast, but we do this year, this year, maybe next year. <laughs> but uh, but it's a it's a barbecue podcast, and and barbecue and whiskey do have a lot to go together. You know, the the barrels are fire roasted. Um, toasted is what they call it. Time is very much a factor. Very much a factor. Um, you know, you can screw it up. Um, there, you can have bad bourbon that ages. And so just the age alone doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's interesting the the parallels between the two, um, and the flavors actually to, in my opinion, are very compatible because you have that smokiness to bourbon. Um, we won't talk about scotch. This is not a scotch podcast. No, no, we haven't gotten into that, and I don't think we will. Uh, <laughs> uh, another thing that we're looking at is uh, putting together a little more interactive things. Um, you know, people seem to like learning things on the show, um, and so do we. And so there's, you know, there's no shortage of people that are much more versed in different aspects of barbecue than us. And so rather than us give you a tip on brisket, we'd rather give someone that cooks brisket every day to give you a dip on brisket. So, you know, things like that. We're going to try to come up with some more interactive things where we have some people on the show that will talk about some of their processes of how they prepare a certain item, whether that's brisket or a specialty item or what have you. But we're going to try to do more of that um, as the show goes along this year. Um, again, we're not going to give out names and details because we're still working out the details and all of it. But but we do have some pretty... We actually do plan, people. Um, yeah. It's kind of kind of weird. A but, lot. Uh, you, know, you wouldn't think it to listen to the show. But we do have a plan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely something we are we are working on. As Brian pours us a uh, pour of, some people might call it Old Weller Antiques. Some people might call it Weller One Hundred Seven. Um, it is very good. It's about fifty to sixty retail, hard to find retail, and I think last checked, it's around hundred on the secondary market. Yep. 
Cheers. Cheers. It's very tasty. Uh, definitely one of the one of the Weller line, Buffalo Trace, um, all of those that weeded bourbon. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, on another episode. Um, but speaking of, of bourbon and cheers, you know, let's talk about the big one. You know, I've, I've been going with all of this cooped up. You know, I, I've been getting a little feral. <laughs> and you know who else has feral? Who's that? Will. Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, God. And you know what movie he was in? Um, lots of them, but you're probably thinking of Step Brothers. Step Brothers. And, and Step Brothers culminated at the... Catalina Wine Mixer. Catalina Wine Mixer. So we, we love to joke about it just because it was so epic. But um, really, we are we are honored to uh, to be able to be on the list again this year for the Charleston Food and Wine Festival. Yes, we are so excited. Um, we, we've gotten to go to a lot of great events and festivals over the years. And most of them are barbecue focused, obviously, because that's what we are. But uh, we we were honored a couple years ago when we submitted and asked to uh, to be approved to be able to attend um, and cover the Charleston Wine and Food Festival, and we you know we reached out again for for this year's festival, and they uh, approved us again. Um, so, if you guys are not familiar with Charleston Wine and Food, we've done multiple episodes on it. You should definitely go in our back catalog and and listen to some of that. But it's just it brings together cooks, chefs, pitmasters food industry people from all across the country um, together for a multitude of events that go on over the span of multiple days and in multiple locations. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's all, not, it's not in single location. Yeah, yeah. If you guys have never visited Charleston, it's a gorgeous city, tons of history. Um, you know, and it's just, it, it's a great, great city. It's one of the, ironically, it's probably the city we visited most together outside of Texas. We've been there multiple times. Um, you know, both from Charleston Wine and Food and from our travels, but it's just, it's a wonderful city. It's, there's so much to see, so much to do, so much amazing food there, even without the festival. But this festival brings together some really unique events that, that highlight not just Charleston, but different, different aspects of the culinary world. And so we are thrilled to be going back there in March. Um, if you are able to attend any of their events, we highly recommend you go to their website that is charlestonwineandfood.com and check out the full schedule they've got music events on this on, on this year's slate they've got a plethora of different food events uh, barbecue events just from a texas standpoint right. uh, leonard Batello is actually going to be cooking at one of their events um, that's focusing on barbecue sides which is kind of cool because that's something that you know we've been talking about the evolution of sides and menus and barbecue right. Uh, so excited for that event and so many other different events within the Charleston Festival that we're going to be covering. And and on Instagram, if if you do want to catch some of the the pictures from previous years, CHS Wine and Food. Yeah, you can keep up with with everything that they're doing, all the different events that they that they're putting on. And if you're able to attend, it's we cannot recommend it more. It, it's just an incredible experience. We had. The time of our lives there last time, and they had a bourbon event as well. Yeah, so um, I think they do again this year. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We've uh, we haven't gotten our full like slate schedule uh, approved yet that we have to submit, but um, there is some some whiskey and bourbon related events that we have applied for that hopefully we'll be able to attend as well. And we got to do some amazing interviews. One of the coolest things that that we got to do there is uh, last festival that we attended, they had launched a podcast studio, and we were the first podcast that ever recorded. At Charleston Wine and Food, and and I think Rodney Scott 
yes. our first one there yes. in there. So 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 doubly cool because of Rodney and and all of the the background that he brings. Um, I've been to uh, one of his newer restaurants in Atlanta, and we've been to. Um, Charleston and I've been to the Alabama one in Alabama (laughs) and we've been to the 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 original original Scott's and Hemingway yeah we've we're we're a big fan of Rodney Scott's and and his whole hog is incredible Um, we had Anthony DiBernardo from Swig and Swine on the show last time we were there another really good Charleston barbecue option and then John Lewis from Lewis barbecue Um, we've had him on the show for last time we were there and it was just we, we had so much fun home team barbecue is another place that you know that you know, great barbecue option in Charleston and really good karaoke. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, we, we had an uh, incredible time there last time. We're so excited to be going back. Um, it's be on the lookout for some really fun. You know, we're going to try to post up as much as we can while we're there and try to give you guys. As yeah, much what's a- great is that, it, you know, and, and we don't always get to do this, but um, I was able to do this at the Troubadour Fest this year. So rather than helping a barbecue joint out, um, rather than being part of the crew, we were actually there as media, and it's it's a completely different experience. Now, it is. and and by no means we love doing the the helping and the behind the scenes and as well, um, but being able to go as as true media and just walk around is is tons of fun, um, and yeah. it lets you really just really get into that experience. Yeah, and back to the whole Catalina wine mixer aspect. They have, I mean, some of these events are like right there out on the water. You know, this beautiful landscape and this amazing food everywhere. And so, yeah, it was, uh, we definitely felt, um, I won't say out of our element, but it was a really cool thing for these two dorky guys from yeah. Texas barbecue. We may have to, <laughs> we, we have to wear a little bit different clothes this time. So some of them. Um, but no, yeah, I'm wearing the Catalina wine mixer shirt this time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's a, um, I'll, I'll show you, there's a stepbrothers button down. I think I sent that to <laughs> you. You did send yeah, it Yeah, yeah. It's a little over the top. Though. It is. Um, but, but, you know, and, and, um. Well, hell, talking about button-down shirts over the top. Um, we lost someone else this year that I, I think should go mentioning. Um, not not to turn this into um, a, a memorial episode, but uh, Packy Saunders. Yeah, I, I think you know we definitely should take a moment here. Yeah, um, Packy. For those of you not familiar with who, who Packy Saunders is, I, I'd be surprised if you're listening to the show and you don't know who Packy is and was. Um, we've, we've been doing this for much longer than we've been doing this podcast. We've been going around eating barbecue and so has Packy. Um, we ran into him all over the place, all over the state. And then eventually in other, I saw him at Troubadour Fest was the last, last time I saw him. That was about a week before he passed. With Hiratoshi. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom was there. I mean, a lot of the guys were there. I mean, that crew of, of buddies that travel around Patrick Hernandez, Joey Garcia, Tom, Packy. I mean, it was, yeah. yeah, it was it was a big loss uh, for those of us in barbecue that, that knew Packy and knew, you know, how much he loved being in and around the barbecue world. Um, it was a shocking yeah, he loss. Came, he came from the finance business. Yeah. Um, so we, we had over the last year, we had a lot of talks about the GameStop stock cause I, I bought into that. And so I got him involved in following that. And um, it's funny. One of the last yeah. times I saw Packy was at Feeds barbecue in Greenway and yeah, I was at a table and there he was at the next table and I was like, Hey, and he's like, Hey, I was, he's like, I was just texting Brian about GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, kind of wild. And we were talking about, um, Miatas. He was interested in one of, one of my <laughs> Miatas at the time, um, we were going to possibly trade it for the, uh, the, the painting of Tootsie, which, um, you know, I, I think it's, it went to a much better home. Hellberg yes. bought that painting. And so, um, I can't wait to go see it 
you know, upfront and personal. Um, but if you get a chance, go by Helberg, see the painting, and, and pay a little tribute to, to Packy, a, a, a good friend and, and a good friend of barbecue. Yeah, it was a really big loss. And then, you know, to all those that knew and loved Packy, you know, we, we, we know your pain. And uh, it's uh, it was tough. Yeah, we, we've lost too many. You know, it's uh, it was it was a shocker. But yeah, Packy, Packy meant a lot to a lot of people and uh, was a was a really big person in barbecue. So uh, we do have we were lucky enough to get, you know, some Packy stickers. If you're not familiar with this, this is kind of a cool thing that uh, Brisket Country did. You know, Packy was famous for bringing his Bucky's mug everywhere with him and filling it up. And um, stopping at every Bucky. Yes, yes, m- yes most yes. notably filling it up at, at Fegis's Drink Fountain, <laughs> <laughs> which which Patrick and Aaron just love because they, they love Packy. But uh, but Brisket Country made some Packy's stickers, kind of in the similar theme of Bucky's. Um, I was lucky enough. Bucky's to don't listen to this. Y- yes, yeah. it was free. They're not charging. They're not making yeah. any money off it. Um, don't sue. Yeah, but, this isn't that place in New Braunfels that was the alligator <laughs> that the same right. color. Yeah, but, long but, story. But yeah, we, we do have some of those stickers, um, and we carry our swag bag with us when we're out on the road. So uh, if if you did know Packy, we'd love to be able to give out some of the Packy's you know Packy's stickers. So if you see us, uh, you know, while we have them, we will be be happy to to pass them limited, along. Limited time because once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, so, and we're um, keeping a couple yeah. for ourselves. So you yep. better get them before we uh, take them all. All right. Well, you know, this is um, what an episode. Yeah. We could have made two or three episodes and <laughs> got to sleep in. Um, so, no, this is it. I mean, we're excited. You know, season three, we're, we're going to do a little bit of the same. We're going to keep uh, kind of evolving our show. Um, hopefully we'll pick up some sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, please reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Instagram. You can reach out to us on um, Twitter. You can reach out to us on our website, which is the bbqpodcast.com. That's correct. Tales from the Pits on Instagram, BBQ Podcast on Twitter, Tales from the Pits at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Um, but yeah, we, we'd be happy if we think it's a good fit for, for us in the show and good fit for your, you know, your product or whatever you're trying to promote. Yeah, we'd definitely love to have those conversations. So uh, thank you guys for listening as always. Uh, it's been a ton of fun and we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Cheers.